Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, this is Emily. This is Alex. And this is Going Somewhere, the podcast where we share what it's like to live a location-independent nomadic lifestyle. That's right. Um, today, right now, this very minute, we are in Torremolinos, Spain. Yes. Right off the bat, a correction from last week because we kept talking about where we were. Um, right. And we were trying to describe that Torremolinos is just south of. Malaga, Spain, but we kept saying Malaga, yeah. but <laughs> it's pronounced Malaga. That is the correct way to say it. Um, so sorry for the mispronunciation last time. Yeah, and I'm still getting used to saying it the correct way, um, but yeah. It's a process. For yes. Us. Learning, <laughs> it's a process. Yeah. So just south of Malaga, Spain, Torral Molinos, it's a beach town. Um, speaking of, Malaga is actually um, the birthplace of Picasso, Pablo Picasso the artist, and more interestingly to me, <laughs> Antonio Banderas. I mean, I am an art historian, but I'm not a huge Picasso fan, so... Well, you know, um, Antonio Banderas makes movies. That's a form of art. Yeah, I'm a bigger Antonio Banderas fan, so <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't know he was um, from Malaga. Malaga, <laughs> see, I'm still doing it. Um, but most importantly, this week, it is the birthday of Alex. That's me. Happy birthday, Alex. Tomorrow, um, May 22nd, is actually his birthday. So it will have passed by the time you've heard this, but mm-hmm. feel free to wish him a happy belated birthday. And thank you in advance if you mm-hmm. decide to. So, we yeah. will not be recording tomorrow. Tomorrow we will be off. Yes, we're going to spend the day on the beach at a, we're going to rent one of those little beach lounging um, like the, chairs. Yeah, the, the loungers the, in, the, in the beach club. Yeah, with like a little palapa and yeah, we're just going to chill out all day there on the beach, take beach naps and have beach drinks. Yeah. Some, uh, they, they might still be business cocktails, if you know yeah. what those are, but I won't be doing any business. Oh, we're always doing business. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's always giving me the business. <laughs> business. <laughs> okay. I mean, that is true. I am always giving you the business. 
Uh, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll admit my um, idiosyncrasies where they exist. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, yeah, what else is going on just like as far as dealing with life stuff in general right now? Yeah, just uh, since the last time we've spoken to you guys. Um... We're kind of, you know, part of this sharing our journey being nomadic, sharing it on a podcast and social media, YouTube, like, we are, basically, the goal here is not only sharing the life and the process, but ultimately trying to find a way to make it sustainable for us to continue traveling full-time after our savings run out. We would like to have some money coming in before that happens, you know, so we're trying to do that in different ways, but basically, you know, for as far as social media, podcast, everything, we're starting mm-hmm. fresh, we're starting new, and part of that is trying to document that process and talk about how it is when you're pretty much starting from square one on trying to, you know, become, you know, monetize social media, monetize a podcast or a YouTube channel. So we kind of had something interesting happen to us the other day in that we had a TikTok video kind of blow up for us on TikTok. (laughs) I think it counts as blowing up. Considering we had about 100 followers um, when this video started gaining traction, and as of now it has like 310,000 views and, you know, thousands of likes and comments and stuff. So for an account with 100 followers, it actually does seem like blowing up to us um, because that's like the biggest success so far that we've had as far as it definitely has reaching it. audiences. It's, it's, we got noticed a little bit. Yeah. Um, but part of that is trying to figure out ways to deal with that and how to move forward from that. It's kind of easy to deal with it when it's happening because you're just like, okay, I'm talking to a lot of new people, answering questions, you know, (laughs) and then you have to decide like, okay, so what's next? Does this keep going? Do we keep this momentum going? How do we keep this momentum going? Is it even possible? Is this something... Was it lightning striking and it's going to only happen once? Like Yeah, is this something we want to lean into? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and and it's hard for us because we hadn't really established like a niche or like a content style on TikTok specifically. Um, I was honestly just kind of reposting a lot of things that we did for Instagram. And all of a sudden, this video about cats in Dubrovnik picked up on TikTok. And the people that started following us started following us because they liked the cat video. And, you know, I'm sure that they like travel in general or they probably wouldn't have followed us. But... You know, it's kind of now we're having to decide, you know, animals have always kind of been a part of what we enjoy about traveling. We're always looking at dogs. I've made dog videos and cat videos in the past. Yeah, I'm like we're always pointing out animals to each other. We've recorded, um, you know, a bunch of cats in Dubrovnik and even cats here in Torrevalinos. So we're kind of trying to decide like. You know, do we take this angle of sharing animals in our travels because it is something that we enjoy doing? 
I mean, because, like, I was saying the other day, you know, if it was something like, I posted a video of a dump truck and it blew up, I would be like, well, that's weird and that's a fluke. I don't enjoy dump trucks, so I'm not going to turn this into a dump truck right. account. But the fact that we do enjoy animals and it is, like, a thing that on a daily basis excites us about traveling. seeing them. We enjoy taking videos of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just everything about them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Learning about, you know, how how they're doing, how they're taken care of, if they're happy, you know, them bringing happiness to our day, and then us sharing love and affection with, with them as well. So, you know, I don't know, it's kind of, we're, we're kind of sharing this because we're in the bounds right now of, like, working this out, and it's just kind of difficult. There's no manual to, you know, follow, to be, you know, a social media influencer. There's no, there's no set course and it's kind of like you have to figure it out individually as you go. Is this going to work for you? Is this what you want to do? You know, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, just to share that we're kind of in the bounds of all, all of that right now. Yeah, we're just, we got to figure out what the next step is. Yeah, so... Anyway, just kind of personally what we're juggling. Another thing we're always juggling in our head at all times, because I know we talk a lot about how we're planning and, you know, we're constantly thinking about all these details simultaneously. And that's something that we haven't really talked a lot about yet is how we're negotiating, you know, sharing on social media, how that kind of affects what you end up doing sometimes and right you know like it's just constantly thinking about these things and we have different avenues where we do share and this podcast probably being the one where we just like openly share the most in detail yeah you're getting it right out of our heads yeah <laughs> yeah so anyway just another thing like to think about that constantly going on in our heads is kind of like how are we going to make this a sustainable thing and that's something that you always have to think about when you set out to do something new for yourself do you want it to continue then you have to figure out a way you gotta work it out (laughs) to make it sustainable for for you not only that you're able to do it like physically but also mentally like you're able to keep going because you have to enjoy what you're doing it's you know it's a scramble of thoughts at any one given time Mm -hmm. so but all very exciting yeah it is exciting but yeah all all that to also say I'm really glad we're relaxing tomorrow (laughs) Mm -hmm. taking a day of relaxation um (sighs) birthday beach day yeah leisure so as far as our topic today kind of you know, it's apropos, it kind of, we'll get into social media a little bit, um, mm-hmm, yeah. and actually this question comes from social media, we're answering a question from um, a friend on Instagram, so just to let you know, if you ever have a question for us, 
you can always, you know, send a DM on Instagram or find us at, at Emily and Alex on Instagram or TikTok. You can email us. Our email is hello at emilyandalex.social. Find us, send a question, and maybe it will end up a future topic of, a, of an episode of this podcast. I don't care for you. Yeah. So today, the question that we're answering is, since we travel full-time, we're nomadic, we're moving every month, um, you know, we're from the U.S., we don't live there now, obviously, the question is, how do we stay in touch with people, with friends, with family? Is it hard to stay in touch with people, or do we feel disconnected from people you know, our friends and family, do we feel disconnected from the lives that they're leading, you know, since we're off doing our own thing far away? And um, yeah, so those are the topics that we're going to touch on today and some of the consequences of choosing this as a lifestyle. And yeah. They're not all good. Yeah. (laughs) Which, you know, again, you just have to kind of adapt and figure things out and make it sustainable for you. So, yeah, um, I mean, and then to be blatantly obvious to that answer of how do we stay in touch with people, you know, obviously, we all know the ways to communicate with people. <laughs> you know, we do live in the 21st century, depending on when you're listening to this, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if it, I don't know if it'll last the next century. Uh, but yeah, we have, you know, social media, we have technology, we've you know, all of that. Yeah, um, we have a phone plan that allows our cell phones to work over Wi-Fi and to um, have data so we can send text messages on the go. To make a call, we have to be on Wi-Fi, but we always have a place with Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. So obviously we can call people, we can FaceTime, we can WhatsApp, we can text all of these things that, you know, everybody does the same thing. <laughs> these exactly. same things. Um, we just still use, like, <clears throat> FedEx most places. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess that is one thing that it's hard if, if somebody wanted to send us something. It's usually pretty hard to do that, to be honest. Um, like, if somebody wanted to send, like, a birthday card or a birthday gift... We usually, you know, we've just been saying, and Christmas gifts too, we yeah. kind of said, that's okay, just don't worry about it, we're fine, you know, because and it's too hard to coordinate. On top of that, we don't really have the room in our luggage for any more stuff. Exactly, like we don't need more things, so we much more appreciate a phone call mm-hmm. with with somebody from back home rather than just receiving stuff. Um Obviously, people can follow us on social media to find out a bit about what's going on Mm -hmm. in our lives. But, you know, that's not everything. So you have to, we have to make an effort to connect personally with people that we actually personally know um, and not rely on just social media posts to fill that gap you know, I'm not posting on social media so that my family and my sister and my friends can know what I'm up to. I'm posting because we're sharing with an audience. And of course, like, my family and friends will 
watch that, mm -hmm. but if I have something to say specifically to my family and friends, you know, you have to remember to reach out and, and connect to them as well because, you know, there's a message for everyone and then there's a message for people that you personally know. Yeah, it's like, it's the difference between like having a private conversation and just speaking loudly to the whole room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... In that case, you know, that requires a personal conversation or text or chat or something like that. So that is one thing that we do have to be very careful about and that I feel like the people in our lives, unfortunately, have to be careful about too, is not realizing, or, or sorry, that is realizing that everything that they see on social media is not everything that we're doing or everything that's going on in our lives. And so I think sometimes people feel like, oh, I already know what they're up to, so I don't have to Yeah, you, just, you don't feel like you have them. to check in because you got your gossip, I guess. Yeah, like, you know, oh, I know they're in Spain, I know they're on the beach, or I know they did this yesterday. And it's great because it does keep people, <clears throat> keep us on people's minds, you know. But, you know, it, it also is not the whole bit of personal connection to people that you actually know. Um, yeah, and with that communication, it just means that you have to put the put the effort into it. Mm -hmm. Which admittedly is difficult. There's like I like I just got done talking. There's so many distractions on a daily basis for us, and that doesn't mean that we're not thinking about people back home. It just <laughs> means that. Things happen and things happen and then oh my god I'm tired it's time to go to bed like well yeah like that's another factor of it is that when yeah. we're traveling it's very unlikely we're going to be in the same time zone as the people we're reaching out to so time is a big hurdle like mm -hmm. if I want to talk to my family like I'm like I have to do the math I'm like okay I'm in this time zone they're in this one if they are there like I just called my mom the other day and she was 12 hours away and I wasn't used to that because she was traveling mm-hmm and my family's in a different time zone than yours. There's and that. yeah. <laughs> so it's um it's a lot to think about and we do, you know, we move around but really like since we got to Europe, it's been pretty close to the same, you know, few hours. So we're kind of getting used to that well, once we get used to that, we're going to Asia. So it's like it's gonna, I, it's gonna be even more different. We so might be across the day line, I don't even know. It's hard. I sometimes I'll wake up um, in the morning and you know I'll think of something like oh I I want to text my sister, and then like I start writing out a text and I'm like okay it's early there should I send it now or should I wait till later like does she have her um, you know, is her phone on silent? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to wake there? her up. You know, you start <laughs> to worry about these things about interrupting people's lives. And, you know, sometimes if you let that get in the way, then you'll just like forget to even send the message or reach out. You but, got that draft that's just pending. <laughs> yeah. And so a lot of the times, like, we get really anxious to, you know, connect. And then we're like, oh, we have to wait because they're not even awake yet. <laughs> let them sleep in. It's yeah. Like or not like they yeah. work whether it's a weekend maybe let them sleep in <laughs> and vice versa is probably even harder you know because they have their lives back home and we are actually you know kind of jumping time zones sometimes and 
you know, it's, it, I feel like it's more up to us to know what time it is back home than it is to them to know what time it is wherever we are, because we're moving yeah. a lot, and... Yeah, it's just another one of those things that <laughs> you're constantly thinking of and, and, and dealing with. So, you know. It's, yeah, it's, it's a hurdle. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, like the question asks if we sometimes feel disconnected. And I think that is exactly one of the things that can make you feel disconnected from friends and family back home. I mean, personally, I'm a bit more used to it because I haven't lived in the same state as my family for a while. Um, and at different times in my life, even I've lived in different time zones and different states than them. So, you know, I, I'm kind of used to... You're more accustomed to it, yeah. Yeah. So I don't have the type of family situation where we see each other every week. We have a standing, you know, dinner appointment. We have, I haven't always, you know, for the past several years, haven't been there for holidays and birthdays and things like that because we've been in different states and you can't always, you know, at, you know, at the time we were, you know, living in a permanent residence in California my family is in Texas, so, you know, I was working full-time, and, you know, you can't always, Life you know, happens. make that happen, yeah. so I'm kind of more used to that situation. The hardest thing for me probably is the time zone difference, because before it was just an hour or two, depending on, and then now it's several hours, so I think that's the hardest thing to negotiate for me, um, but, you know, one of the things that has more recently in my life made it, made me feel a bit more disconnected is when my sister had a baby. Um, so I have a nephew who is almost four and, wow. you know, I, yeah, he, he was born when I lived in California um, I couldn't be there, and, you know, I met him only once as, like, a baby baby, no, twice as a baby baby, because, um, I happened to have, like, a layover in Texas one day, and, like, my sister and mom drove to the airport, and I met him for the first time for, like, an hour <laughs> in my cute. car in the airport parking lot, and, um, you know, um... And then I went home for Christmas the next, um, in a few months from, from then. But, um, you know, I'm, we've really barely see them. Yeah. I, I mean, when you get down to it, like maybe once a year, I see my family. So I am missing things like, like my nephew growing up. Yeah, we're just getting snapshots of his, mm -hmm. like, whole life. Yeah, so... It's, it's, di it's just, it's different now with that, no matter how close communication you have, you know, with somebody, you're still kind of getting still snapshots, you know, I can talk to my sister every day, but I'm still, you know, not really seeing 
Not him grow up. A part of it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it's it's different. Um, I we always talk about how we really hope that when he gets older, he can like take some trips with us, and you know, he's just he's not really at the age yet where <laughs> they're just like, all right, go go just go to Spain. See you later. And we'll still uh, <laughs> have to make some more you know time with him. Otherwise, he probably won't want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it it does make me feel a bit more disconnected and knowing that my my parents and my sister live close to each other. So, you know, my parents, my sister and my nephew have like a family unit and they're together a lot, you know, several times a week actually. Um so, <clears throat> you know, it's I do I feel like the odd person out sometimes, but I also have kind of had that role in my family on and off for a long time as well. So, again, a bit used to it, you know? They're just like, okay, Emily's doing another thing that's different, and, you know, I still get, you know, texts from my dad when he, like, sees or you know, thinks of something that reminds him of me, you know, like, very so, dad things. yeah, very dad things. And, you know, conversation with mom, like every other week, I, I could honestly be better, but I mean, they have lives too and they're busy too. And I know that they miss me, but it's not like they're sitting at home pining after me either because it's a lot going on. they do, the, you know, yeah, they do their own thing. Um, my mom's traveling right now. Uh, you know, she just had a birthday, so, um, yeah, it's, um, it's just, there's a bond, and there always will be, and, you know, sometimes, you know, we all require different levels of upkeep with family at different times in our life. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, with me, personally, with the, the traveling, I guess I feel a little bit more disconnected than you do. Um, I was physically and probably, you know, just socially more around my mom. Uh, one, when we lived in the desert, we'd see her, like, about once a week. Especially during, like, lockdown, we would we'd be, like, the only two people that would talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And by the desert, you mean when we lived in Palm Springs. We live in Southern California. That's right. And Not just the, the yeah. big <laughs> concept of the desert. So <laughs> not in sand dunes and wherever you pictured. <laughs> um, yeah. Like Palm Springs, California. Which is the area that your mother also, your mother and my uncle also. Yeah, so like I had some fa- like a family like mm-hmm. neighborhood kind of thing going on. It was, co- you know, cities next to each other. Um, and before that, like when we actually, when we first met, like I was actually living with my mom and my grandmother in, in our family home for just the very, you know, beginning of our relationship. So like mm-hmm. there was, there was a lot more closeness on my side of the family. Like I have lived af- apart from them. Uh, I used to live in San Francisco and they lived in the like East LA area and that was for a few years, but I still talked to them on the phone and they like visited me like once a year, maybe twice a year. So this is probably the longest it's been in a, in a long time mm-hmm. that I've been separated by distance and time zones. Because you live in San Francisco for, what, three or 
three, years. almost four years. Almost yeah. four years, okay. So before that, that was the longest time you'd ever... Yeah, that was the lived. longest duration, yeah. 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 Furthest distance. So it So it's definitely different for you. It's definitely different, and I'm sure it's different for uh, at least my mom. She... Uh, she also has a new home out there, and but she's like really adapted and gotten very social with her, uh, her community of like neighbors and people in town, and friends that come to visit her from wherever she knows them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's busy too, which yeah, is exactly. which is good. Um, it was a little. You gotta be you gotta stay busy. Yeah, it, it was a little hard to leave at the time that we did, because like you said, um, during the pandemic, your mom was really like, you know, we would go over once a week at least for dinner. She started to depend on it. And yeah. And then it got to be a routine and it, you know, it wasn't like, you know, it, it was one of the only connections that we felt comfortable, you know, going to her house and, you know, things like that during the pandemic. Um, so it, it really kind of resulted in this routine of weekly hangouts and, you know, when we decided to sell the house and do all this, you know, we were still doing those weekly hangouts. Yeah, especially like towards the end, it was like, you know, we are leaving. Yeah, and then it like abruptly stopped because we left and, Mm. you know... It, it was kind of hard to leave that at that point. And, you you know, I, I think we kind of felt, like, a little bit like we were just leaving her, <laughs> like, alone and bored because things hadn't quite picked back up yet, like, socially. Um, yeah, like, everyone was still, like, like, at different levels of staying completely isolated. Mm-hmm, different levels of comfort with that. But now things are picking back up. You know, her activities are have been resumed, and she's oh, yeah. she, always busy. She's always busy. Like, every time I call her, she's either just finished something, about to go somewhere, or is mm-hmm. actually doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or there's something happening tomorrow. Yeah. You know, like, there's, yeah. And, she's and traveling right now. She's in Hawaii, I think. So. Yeah, celebrating, like, a belated, belated birthday yeah. <laughs> from a trip that she was supposed to take to Hawaii for her birthday, but it got canceled because of pandemic thing so like it's mm-hmm. finally happening so she's getting her belated birthday along with my uncle who's also a may birthday so mm-hmm. so we so there's a well she's not a may birthday but she's celebrating mm-hmm. it but we do have a lot of quite a few may yeah. birthdays in our combined family mm-hmm. my mom's is the 20th and yours is and and your uncle's is the, also, the 20th, also the 20th and then yeah. yours is the 22nd and then when we had our wee baby Elvis dog, yeah, his birthday was May 25th. So we had like a bundle of little May babes, but... You're my Gemini buddy. Yeah, we'll have to give Elvis a very fitting memorial celebration this year for his birthday. Um, we actually, it's been like three months since he passed away. Um, so if you haven't heard me talk about this before, it's kind of raw. And so like... Um, he but, comes up to... Time to time, if not daily. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because he, when when he passed away, he was almost 20 years old. This would have been his 20th doggy birthday. So In I, human years. <clears throat> yeah, in human years. I had, I had him for almost 20 years. So you don't just, like, stop 
talking about or thinking about something that's been in your life for 20 years just because you know he passed away three months ago it's still just like you he's, know he's still right here he's in our so heads there and, our hearts, and you know? yeah so anyway i know you, I, I know we miss him all the time and it's tough i just sometimes just like i'm like i'm gonna cry tonight mm-hmm. okay because like it's it's a lot um and I guess that was kind of another thing that was tough, like losing Elvis in Paris um, when he passed. You know, my family was also a huge part of his life. Like I said, I had him 20 years. My family and all my friends, everybody I'd met up until that point in my life knew Elvis, you know? Yeah, 20, 20 years. It's a good amount of time. Everybody knew him, like extended family you know, friends that I hadn't talked to for a long time. One of my, you know, one of my sister's friends from back when, you know, sent me a message like, oh, I remember. So it's like so tied up into all these things. And then when something like that happens and you're like removed from these people, you know, the first thing I did was call my parents and then just like freaking lost it and then my parents lost you know like they were just like weird but everybody was like terribly sad not to make this like terribly sad but like it's just another thing that can make you feel disconnected when something like that happens and I know that moments yeah yeah I'm glad that we actually spent some time at my parents house with Elvis before we left for Europe because I know they felt like you know, they were like glad that they got to see him again for a while. And, you know, so, yeah. <sighs> anyway, sorry. I don't, I don't mean for it to always be a downer when I bring up Elvis. That's not the point. It's just. It's, it's not, it's almost not possible. But like, <laughs> but like, it's because like, even if no matter if the, what we talk about is joyful and in honor of his memory, there's always that bittersweet feeling of yeah. like, it's, it's just a memory now. It's very tough. I mean, three months is nothing when something's been in your life for 20 years, so... Absolutely. Yeah, I mean... I don't... Yeah, no. I, Okay. Sorry. We can move on. <laughs> we can move on. We can move on. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So, back to our uh, questions. <laughs> I think another thing that was kind of difficult to deal with was... When this first started, you know, not every connection is like, you know, like, or disconnection is physical. Like, we're physically disconnected from everybody. But I think that there's, like, a disconnection that we have to address that comes along with people understanding yeah, it's- why we're doing this. It's not just the communication, it's the understanding of what the communication is and... Or understanding why we've chosen yeah. to do this, the why we've chosen to travel full-time. Um, yeah, it's like um, there is a bit of a disconnect because of that in some places, because... Obviously, this is not something that everybody would do, given the choice. It's not, And it's not, for a lot of people, it's not something that they've ever considered as an option. 
it's not something that was even available. Mm -hmm. So there's a, it's a lack of understanding there, I feel, sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, and that can make it harder to, um, you know, keep relationships or develop relationships or, you know, just to feel understood by the people in your life. Um, Luckily, I think that we, for the most part, had a lot, a lot of people in our life who get it. And if, even if they would never do it, they would understand, like, oh, I know, I see why you're doing it. Right. Um, and then there's, you know, the other end of it would be, like, okay, yeah, you're going to, oh, you're going to go travel the world, you're going to make videos and, and recordings and posts online. So when are you coming back from your vacation? <laughs> That was one that we got um, in maybe like the first six months of traveling for a long time. It was like, when are you coming home? Well, we sold our home. Yeah. Like we don't have really a quote unquote home. What home is there to go home to? You know, like, but it was always this, when are you coming home? And I'm like, well, first of all, where is home? Because... (laughs) I don't know. If I don't know, I don't know how you know. So. <laughs> exactly. And, like, we don't have the, like, the, either one of us have the, like, the family childhood home anymore. No. Like, both of our parents live in newer places since they've moved. Mm, yeah. So it's not the, like, oh, we're all going home. Like, this is the yeah. room I grew up in. Yeah. Our <laughs> parents' homes are no longer our homes. We've never lived there. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Um. So they're really, the concept of coming home is something that some people don't understand. I presume that most people probably just mean, like, when are you coming back to the United States? Um, I guess that would be our home country. Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't think that people understand that we can't answer that question is the thing. Like, when are you coming home? I literally don't know. Right now, I'm not interested in figuring that out. Yeah, I, we don't have to figure it out today. We don't, like, it's... It's not even on the radar, as not. far as I'm concerned. Um, and that can change at any given point, but that's something that a lot of people don't understand because they want there to be a certain formula, a certain answer to everything. Going back to, like, when we first started talking on this podcast about, um, you know us just being creatures of habit and wanting a formulaic kind of solution or answer to things. It, it's not, it's not there. Um, you know, but yeah, there's so many different ways of feeling disconnected. You can feel physically disconnected. You can feel emotionally or, you know, like intellectually disconnected because they don't really understand it. Just socially disconnected. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can feel disconnected from somebody you're in the same room with, but you can feel completely connected to somebody you're across the world from at the same time. So That's very true. It, it's kind of like we're finding it doesn't have as much to do with the distance or the location as much as it has to do with the person. And the the bond that's yeah. created between that person. Yeah. And, and, like, so, you know, we've really... 
kind of made a conscious effort to keep people in our lives that do understand us and do get us, but that a result of that has actually, you know, forced us to evaluate some of the relationships that we had with people who didn't really understand us anymore. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So by that, you know, I mean, we in, in short, <laughs> through this process, we kind of realized we both had some kind of toxic relationships in our lives. Yeah, um, pretty much like during the, you know, we, we all know what happened in 2020. <laughs> we were in our house and just the two of us and Elvis and you really start to just, well, social media, for one thing, really got to show you what people were actually being like compared to what your values were like, I guess, what people's choices were of how they were going to lead their lives, maintain their lives, and deal with everyone else's lives. And you also then got to choose who you were going to connect with, just like we were talking about, like who you put the effort with to like communicate with. And sometimes you'd find the person that you were communicating with didn't make you feel uplifted at the end, maybe felt a bit ran through the ringer. Yeah. Which I think like the base level for everybody, um, in 2020, et cetera, was 
put through the ringer. Like, that was just, yeah. like, everybody's base level of existence. You felt... We all know it wasn't great. You know, yeah. Um, we all experienced it collectively. We all dealt with it in different ways, but I think, you know, we all felt distraught. We felt put through the ringer, as you say. You were confronted with bad news every time you opened your eyes, <laughs> like, you know. Um, Turned on any screen. Any screen, you know, you, you knew that it was going to be probably something disappointing and stressful and negative. Well, you know, what happens when everything, you know, at a base level is scary and negative, and then you realize that your best friends that you're trying to keep a relationship with and negotiate with are just contributing to this negativity. And I think that was the case for us. You know, I personally had a best friend who was generally negative. Um, and for me, I think that it was something that was easier for me to deal with. I had known this person for like 13, 14 years or something. You know somebody, you learn their ins and outs, you you learn how to deal with certain things, maybe more so than other people do because you've really invested the time and the effort and the, you know, like we clicked in so many ways, we were alike in so many ways, but I'm generally very positive. I want to see that silver lining. I want to see the goodness and humanity. I want to manifest goodness and happiness. And <clears throat> I think that's honestly what got me, you know, kept me going in this relationship with my friend who was very negative. She was funny. She's hilarious, smart, intelligent, you know. But, you know, <clears throat> before the pandemic, all of the good things about this person outweighed the bad things. But when your base level is everything is negative, even your best friend, you know, it, it really shifted it for me because there was so much in life that was frantic and negative. And then it made me realize that she was too. Whereas before I didn't, you know, it either didn't bother me or I didn't pick up on it even because I was always trying to be positive and see the silver lining. And then that shift happened where, you know, you got to see, like, it was almost like it was like, oh boy, something else to bitch about, mm -hmm. the pandemic, you know? And it was just like, now there's another laundry list of things to bitch about. And it got to the point where, you know, I would call my friend to to feel connected, so not lonely, to have a fun conversation, to touch base, feel human again, as we were all just like trying to do. And then I would get off the phone and just be like, oh, that did not help. Like that did not do what I wanted it. Yeah, it wasn't the, it was a human connection, but it wasn't the best friend connection you were looking for. Yeah, and you know, it, it was a time in our lives where everything was going to shit worldwide. But we personally had some good things happening that 
it was the small things that we were trying to really focus on. Yes. Like, you know, with being, you know, held up in the house, it gave us a lot of time to choose to do things like learn a new skill or create a new craft or mm-hmm. imagine things for the future that might be. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, some people did things like that. Like we, we did that. Mm-hmm. Some people chose to not do things like that. They did And whatever. that's okay too. Yeah. You know, everybody dealt with it in their own way. There was no wrong way to do it. Hell, like there was no, we had no idea. This was not something we had dealt with. Yeah, like. For instance, I was, like, learning how to use woodworking tools for a time during the pandemic. And I remember, like, I'd want to, like, if I did something, like, I made something. I made something I was proud of. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you know, had good right angles or whatever. And I wanted to call my best friend and talk about it. Like, I had the intention, like, hey, I want to call my best friend. I want to talk about, sorry. <laughs> I want to talk about, you know, this achievement I've, un- you know, unlocked in my life. And... You know, you get caller ID. You know who's going to answer the phone. You mm-hmm. get it. If it's your best friend, you pick it up. And my friend would just start, without even saying hello, just start unloading all of the crap going on. And I'd be like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I guess, yeah, let's talk about that and get into that. I got the phone, you know, 20-plus minutes later, and everyone's like, oh, what'd they think of what uh, what was going on? I'm like, it didn't come up. What do you mean? You were talking for 20 minutes. It, it just didn't come up. We didn't get to talking about um, anything that was going on in my life. And by the end of the call, when, you know, they took a breath and I could actually say something, I didn't want to bring up anything that was positive because I felt like it's like, you just unloaded, you know, X, Y, Z of crap on me. I'm going to try and say, hey, my life's good for this one, two, three reason. That just sounds, well, it sounds shitty. <laughs> I didn't want to be it that feels person. Shitty. It feels shitty yeah. to be like, oh... Now I feel like crap that anything is positive mm-hmm. in my life while you're dealing with all of that. It's like the opposite of raining on somebody's parade. Like, it's um, like gloating over them. It's when, like, yeah. Like, hitting <laughs> them when they're down kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, well, that sucks that's happening to you. Listen to all the great shit that's happening to me. And, and you know, you, of course we want to be there for our friends when they oh, need absolutely. us. Oh, absolutely. If something bad is happening, but... If something bad is happening every hour by the hour every day, how Each much can we do? Like that, yeah. How much can we we do? Then it just makes us a doormat for somebody who just wants to call somebody and vent and bitch, but not listen to anything the other person has to say, unless it's climbing on the bitch wagon as well. And I don't always want to climb on the bitch wagon. And we were noticing, like, we used to take these walks every morning, like, hour two long walks every morning. And it was we, a privilege. We would get, mm-hmm. yeah, we would get to talking, and we would notice that by the end of every single walk, we would just be bitching about these people and their lives. So we would spend an hour out of our day talking about lives that were not our own and bitching about how they could do certain things or change certain things in their life to, you know, they they would call us for advice and we would give the advice and they would never do the advice or even receive the advice and they would do the opposite of the advice or, you know, whatever the thing is. <laughs> and we, we would just find ourselves like, we're like frustrated. Like we're literally talking about people we don't even know and bitching 
about people we don't even know like an hour out of our day because, you know, oh, my friend was dating somebody and then we, you know, this and that happened, whatever, she wanted to bitch about it. And then Alex and I end up bitching about it. And we're like, why are we doing this? We're not even talking about like something that's beneficial for us. It's not even beneficial for our friends because they're not going to take this advice. Yeah, they're not going to take it or hear you. And even if you tried to like speak the truth to them, maybe they don't want to hear it at all. Like, sometimes no. And it's really frustrating because it began to feel like, you know, we will always joke like each of our friends that we're talking about would call us when they were driving somewhere. Oh, God. Yeah. And it would be like the basically, yeah, the traffic conversation of just like, okay, I'll call Emily and she'll divert me from having to, you know, she'll distract me from having to like, you know, process the fact that I'm in traffic and I'm frustrated. Well, it was just turns into a, you know, 30 minute long negative, 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 And then, a, okay, I'm home. And I'm going to let you go now. Oh, okay. Like what? It, and it was just kind of begin to feel like you're like the radio therapist. Yeah. Who's not even being listened to. <laughs> and, and then when you have good things happen in your life, like we, at the time, we're talking about getting married. Mm-hmm. Um, we were, you know, I used to own my own business. Alex got laid off, and he actually started working for me. But we were actually starting to plan this project that we're doing right now, like yeah. the travel thing. We were just starting to kind of realize that <clears throat> for, you know, it, for as much as you can you can choose to be happy to a certain extent right and that was something that we were just realizing during this pandemic you know like yeah like the world could be falling apart but you could choose to enjoy your little part of it mm -hmm. as best you can and that doesn't mean ignoring everything that's you know going on but that means choosing your happiness and being much more deliberate about those choices and realizing that you can to a large extent choose to be happy and that's what we wanted to do and so we started to figure out you know the different ways in which we could do that one of them was getting married and it wasn't getting married to have a wedding it was getting married to get married yeah so it wasn't about the wedding <clears throat> we planned a small wedding um, I always wanted to elope from the beginning and then we ended up planning a small wedding. Well, you know, it got canceled and it was like, you know, I, I called my friend to tell her we were canceling it. And it was more like she was, she was pissed off cause she already bought a ticket and she was disappointed because she was really looking forward to a vacation, really looking forward to a trip, not like upset in any way that like my wedding wasn't going. I mean, I wasn't upset that my wedding wasn't going on because it's not what it was about. <laughs> But it was like apparently not for her you know, either. All of these things that just like started stick, like just jumping out, and you know we ended up just getting married on a Zoom call with the courthouse. Very similar to the setup if you're watching on the camera. Yeah, like like the the screens in front of screen, us, screen computer screen in front of us on a Zoom call with a county clerk, and in our dining room. And it was under construction. Yeah. <laughs> Our house that was being remodeled and we were wearing wedding clothes. Like, 
I had a dress and Alex had a tux made and, you know, stood there in a <laughs> half demolished kitchen, got married on the computer and never looked back. Like, yeah. and it was, you know, I think that it was largely ignored by the people that we're talking about, you know, it was like, it, it was kind of, it, because they weren't any longer involved in the wedding, it, it was just ignored. It was just kind of ignored the fact that we got married and it was, you know, and that's fine. I don't, I don't really care about weddings, but like, you know, it, it was just interesting that we, again, started feeling guilty for having positive things happen for us. Like, yeah, like our wedding basically falls through. So we're still ha positive and having a good time getting married in our living room. And you can't even really be happy about that. It has mm -hmm. to be a negative. Yeah. Like, oh, aren't you disappointed? And that was another thing that was like being put on to me all the time. Aren't you disappointed? Aren't you nervous? Aren't you scared? Aren't you worried? No. But like you want me to be clearly because yeah. you keep You're phrasing these, these conversations like that. Like, you know, when we decided to sell everything and start traveling and, you know, start kind of trying to rely on social media to make a living and um, doing all the things that we're doing now, it was always like, aren't you this? Aren't you that? I'd be this. I'd be that. I'd be worried. I'd be, okay, I, that's valid, but can you understand that I'm not? So anyway, all that to say, it really <laughs> forces you to examine the relationships that you do want to tend to and that you do want to keep. Like my friend who understands us you know, gets what we're doing. I can go a lot of time without seeing, you know, I have friends like that I've been friends with, you know, since college and grad school, same thing. You don't have to, you know, there's just that bond that exists. You don't have to talk every day. You don't have to force the relationship. It just is. And, um, they're nice to have. Yeah. So it it's tough, though. Um, we, you know, I guess now we're kind of at a time, like, climbing out of the pandemic where we're starting to um, be around more people and feel more comfortable. Yeah, don't feel like literally like to run and hold your breath. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I, and that kind of makes us think about <laughs> how hard is it going to be to make new friends now? Oh, it can be so hard. Um, <laughs> I can be very awkward. Uh, I know technically I've done it before. should yeah. be something I can achieve again as an adult. Um Hasn't happened yet, but, you know, I'm more open to it personally. I mm -hmm. even uh, subscribed to a, a group online called uh, Nomad List, which is people that kind of do a thing similar to us where they are nomads. They travel and are probably, like, 
uh, work from home people that just do a telecommuting or they do whatever it is they do that lets them just travel around more frequently. Right. But then again, traveling. So you're traveling, they're traveling. So it's got to be a specific type of relationship where you might not meet or you might meet once and you know exactly very unlikely we'll be going to the same places at the same time yeah or maybe you make it happen because you do want to hang out you know it's another thing to to think about I think we've been so comfortable isolating ourselves um but we're kind of excited about being around people again and especially being in like a vacation kind of beach town you know it's good to be surrounded by people and have a have a sense of community. So it's starting to really make us think about ways to go about making friends. I mean, we have a lot of friends online, like, you know, supporters that have been with us on Instagram over the years, even, you know, have followed me from my old business to like this new life that we're leading. So they've been around for a long time and I consider friends like I know who they are. We have a conversation we've never met. Um, Maybe one day. Yeah. It's um, and especially through the pandemic and then through the times of our traveling, I've been really grateful to have that community presence online. Me too. That you guys have given us. Because we needed that connection. We do have each other, luckily. But, you know, it's still kind of hard to not feel isolated. And especially because, you know, we had friendship breakups around the same time. And these are people, these are, these were lifelong best friends. They were. And we don't talk to either one of these people currently. Maybe one day in the future, but I don't know. Uh, But... It, it happens, like, not everyone talks about it, but friendships end sometimes, and sometimes it, you drift apart, and sometimes you kind of break up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's kind of the experience that we both had, was our um, friendship-ending situations were like breakups. Yeah, um, you had, well, I guess you, you can describe what your breakup was like, but my... Mine was pretty much I got ghosted in from a lifelong friendship. Yeah. So that happened. You know, it can happen that way. I don't think that counts as drifting apart. <laughs> I think in your case it was more of um, in a way that you chose to stand up a bit to the constant negativity without any effort to amend behaviors yeah and so I think it was something very true that you said and my friend didn't want to hear that truth mm-hmm. like I, I I gave them a hard truth that a best friend can do and I actually expected my hard truth to be re- responded to with either honestly two options complete indignation and rage and wanting to get into it and talk about how wrong I am, which I was ready to do also, or to see my point and then we could talk about it from that. I didn't see the third option, which was just stop talking to me mm-hmm. from then on. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because I think that's a little bit what happened to me too, in a way. Um, <clears throat> you know, 
my friend also loved to travel. Um, and we would we did some things together. In fact, Alex and I took a trip with this person and um, you know, I took several trips with her and my, my other friend that I was talking about. Um, my other friend, um, who I said was one that really understands what we're doing, she understands because she's a flight attendant. She travels all the time too. Yes, it's for work, but she enjoys it and she gets it. Like that was her version of doing what we're doing. She wanted to travel all the time, so she made it her job. That's what we did. We wanted to travel all the time, so we made it our job. So she absolutely gets it. Um, you know, I kind of <laughs> had a front row seat to the friendship breakup between her and the friend that I ended up breaking up with as well for like very similar reasons. And it was, you know, <clears throat> again, it was that kind of hard to be happy for somebody thing. And it was that you know, they had chosen to be so bitter and negative about their own life, but not take any steps to change it, that, you know, they're, instead of being happy for me, for taking steps, taking a risk to change my life, it started breeding resentment. And I just started feeling a lot of resentment from this person. And you know, one of the leading things to stopping communication was Alex and I, our first international trip was to Mexico. And this was like the month after we had started being nomadic and done the U.S. road trip. We went to Mexico and um, it was month. like the beginning of all all of this journey, everything, and trying to figure out what the hell we were going to do with it. And my friend said, oh, because we had planned on going to Mexico City. And my friend said, well, what would you think if I met up with you guys in Mexico City? And I said, you know, honestly, it is not a good time. We had planned on being in Mexico for a while. So I suggested, why don't we wait and do it another time we'll go back to mexico city if that's what you want but right now it's not a good time that's like saying can you take you know a week off of work when you just started your new job you know i wouldn't have asked that of her mm -hmm. um and it, it again it went back to that just kind of never truly understanding what we were doing and what our goals were um and I said, it really wouldn't be a good time. We really need to figure things out. We need to build some momentum, you know. Not in the first month. Right? And not in our first month of nomad traveling, trying to make it a life ever. Like, it's just not a good time. We'll do it. We'll do it later. And it was kind of met with the same response, like a kind of a bratty, well, I'm disappointed in that answer. And then, like, I was several week like like a month period or something of not talking when you were like talking regularly like almost yeah daily. like almost daily yeah and it was really weird but then I started to <laughs> realize oh I'm actually <laughs> really happier you don't have the daily drag down I don't have the yeah the daily like just 
Yeah, drag, exactly. Drag down. I don't know why I'm trying to say it better than you because that's <laughs> what it was. Like you didn't have it. You didn't have that anymore, and it lifted me up. Like I was just allowed to kind of rise without being pushed back down. Right, because it's not that people don't have you know, I guess a drag down in their lives from yeah. here and there. But when you're taking on someone else's that has nothing to do with you, mm-hmm. or they try to put theirs onto you. Yeah, you, you take the weight mm-hmm. of it. Aren't you scared? Aren't you, you know, no, I'm fine. Like, I'm fucking fine. Like, quit trying to make me not fine because you feel like you would not be fine or, or whatever. Like, I'm allowed to feel this way. I don't have to feel the way that you wish I felt. And that's where I kept, you know, that's why I say I kept feeling resentment where it was like, oh, I, I kind of wish you were scared. I wish you were worried or afraid or nervous or any of these things because then it would make me feel better about the fact that I never chose to take a risk and that bred resentment like I said and it was like a month of not talking and me realizing that I was kind of like oh okay it sucked I mean they're be several times where I would think like, oh my god, I want to tell this to them, or I want, you know, they're like, oh, never mind, like, I guess we're not talking right now because somebody's having a hissy fit, because I, I said it wasn't a good time, um, I mean, and, and it was just like a petulant response, and it wasn't the first time that it happened, but it was the first time, like, I realized truly that this was a pattern, and of just kind of petulant behavior when when they don't get exactly what they want. And, you know, I'm like, it's not for me to make sure that you can go to Mexico City. It, does, it doesn't depend on me whether or not you go to Mexico City. And that's the thing, like, that's the thing. And, and, and it was like, I was always asked to take on these things that didn't depend on me. It doesn't depend on me, you know, whether you decide to travel somewhere. But, you know, after about a month, I got a random, like, hey, how are you doing? And it was just like, you know, like, when you're dating somebody and they ghost you, because, like, they start seeing someone else that they like better, and but then, like, that person ghosts them, or, you know, whatever, it doesn't work out, and then they're, like, text you, like, a month later, you up, or whatever, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, whatever the thing is, and you're just, like, wait, what, didn't you ghost me, like, a month ago? Like, what, what is this? Yeah. And that was the exact situation, because you're just starting to get over it, right? You're just starting to, like, um, move on and like not be bitter and not be hung up on it and, and, and then they poke <laughs> you with a stick yeah and they're like what, what are you doing back here <laughs> like I just like moved on from this and it was so funny because it was the same situation of just I was just like oh no like I looked at my phone and was like oh no now I have to deal with this so yeah it, it was it was dealt um but it was, it was hard, you know, because they still don't understand. They probably won't. And probably never will. They, they might even hear this and they may not understand. Yeah. And I, I know that, I know that they blame me because I know they blame ever they, they blame any, anybody or anything but themselves for everything that happens to them. And 
I know that because that's a pattern because it could never be your fault. And I'm not saying I was perfect either because, you know, I should have addressed some issues that I had when they happened, not after yeah. the breakup or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it wasn't fair for me. And I told her that, you know, I said, I don't think that it's fair for me to tell you all the things that you quote unquote did wrong because I should have addressed them at the time. And now if I address them now, it's not productive for anybody. It's just going to make you feel bad. You know, it's just going to make you nervous about the relationships that you make going forward when there's no need to be because it's on it. Some of it's on me. I should have addressed issues that I had instead of handling somebody with kid gloves. But it, you know, it was hard because they were kind of childish. Like I said, there was a lot of petulance. And so you end up being like, okay, you, to handle them. you just, yeah, you handle them in kid, kid gloves because you don't want it to be a whole thing and a whole fit. And then when it gets to the fit point, that's when it, like, boils over, and now there's problems. Which you're just trying to avoid the conflict, and then it's like, mm-hmm. you're doing all of that, going through that much energy spent just trying to communicate safely without some kind mm-hmm. of issue. Blow up, yeah. yeah. Like, is that even a productive friendship? Mm-hmm. I guess that's a question for you, each person to ask themselves. Yeah, and it is so hard. It's another one of those things that nobody talks about. Just, like, starting this whole journey and and showing your progress and sharing literally your progress as it's happening. You know, you're not alone if this has happened to you. Um, I, I know that I've heard, you know, from several people. It It was something that happened a lot during the pandemic. It forced people to examine their lives in a major way. Yeah, we know more people than that have happened, had the same or similar thing happen with Mm -hmm. different relationships. And like I said, not all my fault on, on, on my relationship ending with my friend. And it's definitely something that I'll take going forward in building new relationships and new friendships. And even something that... I learned and brought into Alex and I's relationship because you have to address things as they happen. You can't... You can't just keep them in a jar for later to throw in their face. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, Alex and I had some situations before that where that did happen to us. Like, we would end up in a kind of bickering and then all of a sudden it was like, well if you hadn't have done this thing three months ago, and I'm like, wait, yeah, what? You, you, you can't pull You can't up. get mad at me for that. You should get mad at me for that three months ago. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, it's not like that one, that first domino is what you're holding on to. This is the cause mm-hmm. of every problem that's followed it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not, it's not a productive way to do anything. It was hard, and that's why it was so hard to to talk through the ending of that friendship with that person is because... Like I said, I didn't feel like it was fair to flick that one domino Mm -hmm. that I've been holding on since the beginning and, you know, wreck the whole place, wreck her whole life. I mean, I hope it was easier for her to move on because I didn't sit there and pick her apart beforehand, you know? Like, I feel like it was easier for me because we kind of agreed to not hash those things out. 
and we kind of at the end of it agreed that sometimes people just grow apart for many reasons and that doesn't mean that the role they played in your life is any less valid like I'll always have good memories of this person and they'll always have good memories of me and that's kind of how we ended up going forward is just saying like I'm always going to think of you I'm always going to remember you and love you it's just that I guess we've grown apart and we've been trying to keep it together for a long time and you know we can't anymore and I have to just basically take your uh, a more adult version of, of a friendship breakup and just take your half of it as what or their half of it as what my French maybe and I should have talked about because we I feel very unresolved mm-hmm. still <laughs> but that's also another thing about adult friendship breakups is that sometimes you don't get closure and you just won't just like any you romantic to, breakup like so I have to just move on yeah, it's like sometimes closure doesn't exist, and even when you think you have it, and you can't it force it, like it, like you can try to get it, but mm-hmm. but is it worth? Yeah, a knockdown drag out of things that don't matter anymore. I don't know. It, it's another personal question. Yeah. yeah, but it's definitely taught us, you know, going forward, some things to think about, and how. I don't think that that is specifically the the reason. I, I don't think that specifically the reason that we started. Sorry, I don't know how to phrase it. I'm trying to phrase it. <laughs> I don't think the friendship breakup was specifically due to us starting to travel and being far away no. and not having communication because that wasn't the issue. I already lived in a different state than my friend did to, to begin with for a, like, the last four years anyway so we already lived apart for a long time and um still talked all the time it wasn't that we decided to travel to different places that ended the friendship but it was that we decided to change our lives to make ourselves happy for the better that affected the friendship and i think that's what makes our other friendships stronger is that the people that actually get that are super happy for us. And and we can talk to them. And it makes you feel better about having a friend that's very happy for you. Um, That's that's the, you know, the garden you want to grow. Yeah, like, we feel like developing and maintaining friendships and relationships where we're both on mutually happy for the other person's life and development and growth and trajectory and not, oh, look what they have and I don't and they have it so that's why I don't have it kind of feeling. Mm -hmm. Like, they didn't take my wins when they have wins. I'm happy they have wins and I should be happy about my wins and they should be happy. I would feel like they should have about my wins. Yeah. It should go both ways. Yeah, because just because something good happened to you doesn't mean it can't happen to somebody else too. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a tough situation and something that we, this is the first time that we're talking about it and sharing about it publicly. Um, so I guess to, to really sum up the question all the way is that, yeah, we do feel disconnected, (laughs) 
but it has mm-hmm. nothing to do with being nomadic, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we yeah. were disconnected before we were nomadic. <laughs> yeah, for different reasons, you know, um, whether it was we were already far away from people in my case, um, you know, or we just weren't on the same wavelength. And it just makes the friendships that stay around more precious and you want to tend them more and you know and 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 and, and that's and that's and that's kind of it, is. <laughs> it I guess yeah. um yeah I I just want to make sure that we don't end it on a downer and you know say that we really appreciate the relationships. Again, to reiterate, we really appreciate the relationships that we have that are easy to keep with our family. And we're open to new relationships. If yes. you want to reach out to us in some way, we'd be happy to, you know, acknowledge it and talk to you. Yeah, we're always interested in making new friends, whether they be online friends or people that we actually meet. I think, you know, it's time. We're all anxious to get actually like real life social again Mm -hmm. and yeah I think that you know we we, we're we're gonna try to like branch out and like talk to people more on our travels and try to make connections human connections human connections I think that's kind of a goal that we discussed um you know a few weeks prior to tackling this topic was you know, I think Alex brought it up saying, you know. Oh, yeah, the I joined that nomad yeah. list. And uh, I've yet to talk to someone, but mm-hmm. I have hopeful I see that people that have, you know, I guess similar interests as me are in the same country. So that's mm-hmm. a really good start. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's awkward as fuck when you're an adult trying to make friends. Like, we forget how, you know, when we were kids, we would just say whatever, and then all of a sudden we're best friends, and then, like... I, I remember being a small kid and being like, do you want to be friends? And it was, like, a really easy question, and it was like, yeah. yes or no. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, that's and how you made friends there. in school, and then, like, yeah, and as an adult, like... <laughs> <laughs> I always had a situation as an adult where, like, I was in college, or I was in grad school, or I was in roller derby, so I was in a group of people... And that's where all my best friends came from, and that's where the people that I'm still friends with today are from. It's always usually about proximity. It's like, yeah. you know, people you work with, people, people you work with. school. Yeah. It's a, when you're a kid, it's like the people within, the, the, like, the one-block radius, mm-hmm. <laughs> or however you live in distance. Yeah, so it is different for us, because we're in a place for a month, and then we move on, and that doesn't mean we can't make a friend and, like, keep in touch with that friend, so, you know... We'll see. I mean, we'll keep you updated, you guys. If we make a friend, we'll let you know. <laughs> if you want any friends, let us know, too. Yeah. So, yeah, we're hoping um, my friend, who is the flight attendant, we're always, like, planning on rendezvousing at some point because, you know. Yeah, come they can, out. They can easily travel, so. Hint, hint. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it, it would be nice. My mom asked the other day, like, um, 
in a really cute, like, roundabout way, she was like, so, like, is there, like, any reason that, you know, you need to go back to the U.S. for any reason? Or, like, can you just, like, stay out there indefinitely? And I'm like, Mom, are you asking me if I'm coming to see you or something? <laughs> She's asking for a friend, you know. She's yeah. casual. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, to be honest, um, I'll let you know. <laughs> I was like, I have no immediate plans. You are so welcome to come see me. Exactly. <laughs> My mom and I are in the loose plans of having her come visit us one of these times, and we're, mm-hmm. I guess, the, so far the plan is to be when we're back, well, first time for all of us in Greece, that's where she wants to visit, so i got to work that out. So one day you might be hearing and seeing from us from Greece in the future. Oh, yeah, it's definitely on the list. It's on the list. various reasons, so, yeah. Maybe our, our parents can, like, come together and be, like, super cute. They've never met. Yeah, our parents have never met again. We got married during yeah. lockdown. Yeah, so they even, like <laughs> there was no 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 guests at that wedding. Nope. So yeah. So anyway, I don't know. I hope that you know you gained something from it and difficult things to talk about, but you know, I don't know. Mostly just to share and feel like you know you're not alone. This has happened to you. There are others. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So we hope you enjoyed it and you gained something out of this show. And if you did, please like and subscribe. Um, If you're on YouTube, leave a comment or a thumbs up or leave us a review on um, the podcatcher that you use to listen. Share us with a friend or a family member that you feel super connected with <laughs> that you stay in touch with and you're really good about communicating with them and send them a send them a link to this podcast <laughs> yeah maybe they want to be friends with us yeah maybe they do <laughs> like do you know anybody like who wants to be our friend i don't know send them a link i don't know i think i think we're pretty fun <laughs> fun and awkward you know the best of both oh, worlds but yeah <laughs> basically very stupid and idiotic but um, yeah, so you can give us a follow on Instagram at Emily and Alex. We're also on TikTok at Emily and Alex. Yeah, so come check out our uh, our cat video. Yeah, and, and other videos and other things as well. Say happy birthday to Alex. <gasps> Thanks. <laughs> and uh, to keep us traveling help us keep making these new shows and videos uh, we get help from our patrons on Patreon. People like Carly, Abby, Kathy, Anne-Marie, Monica, Caitlin, Austin, Catherine, Amanda, and Megan. Thank you guys. Thank and you. When we were talking about friends that we had on Instagram who are like feel like real friends, those are the people we're talking about. Those people have been with us for yeah. years. Even as we've started over from square one with zero followers, they came to our new page and you know, there's about a thousand of you and you know who you are. You're the true friends. And we're willing to make more. Yep. Always room for friends. That's right. If you find our content brings value to your life and you want to help support us, you can also uh, join our Patreon. The link will be in the description of the podcatcher of your choosing. And you can, with that, you can sign up for bonus content or hear yourself thanked in the credits next time. Until next time. This is Emily. This is Alex. 
and this is going somewhere. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 